I'm preaching about what I call four friends um, who bring their friend to Jesus, right? That, that's, what, uh, that's my sermon. Um, I was thinking about it. Um, and I was wondering, you know, I was thinking about, man, how I got saved and how I was totally far from God. I hated the name Jesus. Uh, my skin would crawl when somebody would say the name Jesus. God was, you know, even God was, you know, made me feel higher power was cool. Power greater was all right. But if, when you mentioned the name Jesus, I was like, you know how they say de the, the demons tremble? Yes, thank you. Well, I, the demons were trembling inside of me, amen, uh, when someone said the name Jesus. Um, so I was thinking about my faith journey, my spiritual journey of how I became to be a Christian. I never imagined I'd be a Christian. Um, and so I was belligerent towards Christians. I was disrespectful. Um, I was uh, violently anti-religious. You know, that's where I come from. And little by little, God sent different people at different times to draw me close to the Lord, um, to, to love on me, soften my heart, open my mind, say provoking things. Um, make me reevaluate and challenge what I thought was the truth and reevaluate what I considered to be facts. And um, one day, I ended up at the foot of the cross. And, and I felt the, 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 the drops of blood dropping on my face, cleansing me and warming me and setting me free and delivering me. So many sins needed to be washed away. And, um, and I, I fell in love. I fell in love. And so I don't know um, what your story is. I don't know if everybody is a Christian. Um, if you are, I want to encourage you to do what these four guys did. If you're not, um, religion doesn't save anyone. This church doesn't save anyone. You come to this church for 20 years and end up in hell. Totally separated from God. You need to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You need to know how much he loves you. How he knew you before the foundations of the earth. While you was in your mother's womb, how he shaped you. Um, you want to get to know he's, he's an awesome God and loves you. I don't care what you've done in the past. He's not mad at you. If he was mad at you, you wouldn't be here today. <laughs> All right? Uh, he's, he's chasing you down. And, um, and I hope today will be your day. It will be your day. If not, one of the days on your faith journey where you will get provoked to consider a life-transforming life-changing, past-redeeming, purpose-giving relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. We're going to be looking at Luke. Would you stand with us? Amen. Would you stand as we read the scriptures? Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 26. Um, why don't we read it together? Amen. On the count of three. One, two, three. One day, Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law 
began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat, and go home. Immediately, he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home, praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave God praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. You may be seated. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Okay, there's a couple of things here I, I, I want to say. So that, verse 17, I'm going to get right in. It says, one day Jesus was teaching, and the Pharisees and teachers of the Lord were sitting there. Amen. Uh, um, I remember I, I was speaking last night in, 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 uh, in, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I saw some of my friends, and I saw some of my haters. Right? <laughs> you know? And, and, and here, you can imagine, Jesus is teaching, and some of his haters are in the room. They didn't come with an open heart. They came with a critical ear. There's a difference, all right? So I ain't got time to mess with the haters. Just love and pray for your haters, all right? In fact, Jesus said, if you love only those who love you, what good have you done? He said, even the pagans can do that. But, but love those who, who have, you know, enmity against you, who bless those who persecute you. You know, love the people who don't love you. That Now you're making a, a, a Jesus move. Now you're loving like Jesus. And so I'm not even getting to the haters. But, and, and I was talking to a guy, in, uh, uh, i got to be careful. I was talking to a guy in, in another country, and he said how he was speaking, you know, this is a recovery house of worship. We have a, a ministry called the Wolfpack Ministry that you're not supposed to be knowing about, so we don't talk about it too much. It's a Wolfpack Ministry. A lot of people have come to get saved through the Wolfpack Ministry, right? And so and he, saw, he was at another conference in another country speaking, and how his haters rose up against him. And I said, if, if, you're doing, if your haters are, are responding, if people are coming against you, and you're not violating their traditions or violating their culture, and you're loving and sharing the gospel in a contemporary, you know, if you're contextualizing the gospel, and it's not that you're violating traditions and you're violating the culture, and it says it's good that they're raising up and coming against you. That means you're doing a good job. All right? There's a story of when you throw a stone into a bunch of dogs. Don't throw stones at dogs. All right? For all the animal lovers, I have a dog. I'm not... But there's a story. When you throw a stone in a bunch of dogs, the one who barks the loudest is the one you hit. All right? And so I told them, you know, you shared and people were barking and great. They heard, your haters have heard you. And so don't get caught up in haters. Don't let nobody stop you. You know, ask yourself, though, don't, give, don't put no bullets in the enemy's gun. You know, um, I, 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 when I go to Senegal, you don't touch no one with your left hand. It doesn't matter if you're lefty or not. When you were going on a missions trip, we don't want to obey the culture and the traditions of over there. I need to honor the traditions. I need to honor the culture if I want to be effective in ministering the gospel. All right? So where you go, they might have traditions. Don't break traditions because they they're not going to hear you anymore. All right. That's not, so there's haters. So you have haters there. Uh, <clears throat> they come from all over. It's interesting how people come from all over. They came from all over to hear Jesus. Right? They had the, he had the Holy Ghost power upon him. 
right? That's what I'm gonna. He had Holy Ghost power. He was healing. They heard that he's done doing miracles, and they come to hear him, right? Now here's where it gets interesting. Some men carrying a verse 18. Some men came par- carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him to the house to lay him before Jesus. Now, <clears throat> before we get into this, the first thing you need to know is that these men cared enough about their friend. All right, they cared. They they, they loved principles. Love. They loved their friend. They had compassion for. Them. They 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 were concerned for their friend. So it's important as Christians, right, there's a paralyzed man. Now, we look at this guy, he's physically paralyzed, but there's people emotionally paralyzed, mentally paralyzed, relationally paralyzed. Like, there's all forms of paralysis, all right, going on out there, all right? And so, but you got to be aware before you can care, all right? If you're just walking around and you're just singing kumbaya and you're not listening and looking and, you know, you're not seizing your divine appointment and watching out, you know, you might miss your ministry, you know, you, you don't hear me. You might miss your ministry. All right? And so you got to be able to be aware and look around what's going on and don't be caught up on your phone all the time. Right? Some of you right now need to get off your phone. Hallelujah. And I'm just, right? And you need to be, what's going on around you? Who's on your job? Who's messed up on your job? Who's messed up in your school? Who's messed up on your block? Who's paralyzing your building? Somebody might be paralyzing your own home. You know, and so, but you gotta, you gotta be aware, and I'm not talking about just, just straight away. You gotta be in tune with God. You gotta be spending time with the Lord when you're praying and reading scriptures. You be able to get a compassion that comes from God, that just comes from this world. The compassion that comes from this world is, I bendito. You know, oh poor child, oh poor lost man. But the compassion that comes from Jesus moves into action. All right. And we need more Christians that have a compassion that they just, not, they just don't see something. They're doing about something what they see. So, so these guys, they, they, they care enough about their friend that they're bringing their friend to who? We need more Christians who are equipped and trained to bring their friends to Jesus. They might not come to the church, but you can bring to Jesus in the laundromat. You can bring to Jesus right there in the job by the coffee pot. Well, some of you, some of you are not gonna like this. It's okay, you don't gonna like it. You don't, you don't even gotta understand it. But some of you could bring to Jesus during a cigarette break. We don't have a cigarette break here. Don't worry, I'm talking about something else. All right. So there's other places where they have cigarette breaks, and you can lead someone to the Lord right there, right there in a cigarette break. That cigarette break could change the eternity. Huh? So, so. So it's nice to bring people to church, right? I tell people, come check it out. Come check it out. When I was preaching, I'm crazy. I'm spitting all over the place. I'm going, you know, this, this guy's crazy. You got to come check him out, right? And I'll do it for you. I say, like, come to G, come now. If, if, if not you, who? If not now, what? You know, and the power of the Holy Ghost, come on now. He's knocking. He's knocking. Don't you? You know, and I, but we need more people to bring people to Jesus right where they're at. To share the good news of Jesus Christ. So, so they cared. They, they had compassion. They loved their friend enough. So that, that's the first thing that they cared. And they, now it says this, that when they came to bring their friend to Jesus, the Bible says that it says they, when they tried to take him into the house to lay him in before Jesus, when they, 19, when they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd. Somebody say the crowd. They could not do it. The crowd was in the way. Who's your crowd? Who's your crowd? Who, who's been in your way? Right? Now, I just thought about it. For me, it was a, I was nine years old when the crowd began to keep me from Jesus. I can tell you, now I was 11 years old when another person kept me. And, and the, the crowd got bigger. I said, if that's Christianity, I want nothing to do with it. 
If that's having the Holy Ghost, I don't want the Holy Ghost. I saw some things in church. I was like, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. That, sounds, that, sounds, that looks like demons, if anything. That don't like the Holy Ghost. And I, and I began, the crowd got bigger and bigger in my life, and the crowd was keeping me from Jesus. Now, there's a totally different crowd that keeps people from Jesus, and those are the people. Where were these people at? These are people who were listening to Jesus. If, we, if, this was, if this was contemporary, we would say they brought their friend to where? The church. And sometimes Christians, or, or so-called Christians, will be your, your biggest hindrance to Christ. Sometimes. 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 The, the, the crowd, this is the crowd at the church. This is the crowd that's listening to Jesus. This is, you know, so sometimes you might come to church and some man or some woman, some person with a tag or some people with a title might hinder you and stop you from coming to you. Now, I want to say this. I come from the street. I don't let nothing stop me from getting what I need. Huh? I come from the street. If I got to climb a mountain, I'm going to climb a mountain. If I got to move a shovel, I'm going to fight. Listen, I, I'm going to get the next one. I'm going to get the next one. And once I get the next one, I'm going to start getting ready for the next one after that. I come from a place, I have principles on the street. I have perseverance on the street. Now it's just sanctified. I got the Holy Ghost now. Nothing can stop me now. Nothing can stop me now. You understand what I'm saying? But I was, you know, so, so, so we need to, if you're here, if you're here, you don't know Jesus. That's, that's, that's religious people that are miserable. That's religious people that don't care nothing about relationships. They care about rules. That's people here that are lovely but have bad breath. Huh? Listen, they've been through a lot in their life. You don't understand where they come from. All right? So you might somebody pray for you and burn off some of your hair. You, you never know. All right? My point is that you might come to look for Jesus and somebody or something might be in your way from getting to Jesus. It might be me. Some people like the way I dress. Why is he wearing sneakers? Why I got a t-shirt? That might mess up. That might mess up your mental model of what it is to be with Jesus. Don't let me stop you. If you need Jesus, if you got a problem and you need Jesus, don't let nobody stop you. Don't let the worship style stop you. Don't let the preaching style stop you. Don't let no, Listen, I, I was messed up. I, I was paralyzed in a lot of different ways. I was more paralyzed than I understood. Right? And, and so, let me, they brought him to Jesus. Now, they, now, here's the thing, right? Verse 19, when they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, now, it's important. If you're not paralyzed physically, don't let, no, don't let nothing stop you. If you I like the, the woman with the issue of blood. She was weak. She, you know, she was bleeding for years. She was sick. And she started fighting through the crowd. Like, listen, if I could just get to the hem of his garment. I don't care what preacher says. I don't care what the deacon says. I don't care if you can't yell here. I don't care if you got to sit down. I'm, if I could just break through the crowd and get to the, touch the hem of his garment. We need people that are willing to break through the crowd to get to Jesus. You know, and, and it's crazy, not here, but in other places I minister at, I deal with people who've been in jail 20 years and on the street 15 years and homeless for 10 years, these stories, and then they come to church and, oh, he didn't shake my hand. What's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with you? He didn't shake your hand. So that's why you're still depressed and miserable and suicidal? Because the pastor didn't shake you. You know, I get, I thought you was in jail for 20 years. What happened to you? You come to church and get sissified or you know? For, you know, you was about that life, you know, you know choco loco. <laughs> now you're not going to church because you shake your hand. I'm just, you know, that's not for everybody. If that's you, if it don't apply, let it fly. All right? So, so I remember, you know, all right. So the crowd, don't let nothing stop you. So they couldn't get the, now check it out. Now this is important because some people, they say, oh, well, I tried. I tried. L let me tell you a secret. If you invite a friend to church, 
just a, you're right in front of the church, and there's no parking, they might not make it to the sanctuary. They'll drive around maybe once and be like, I tried. Deuces. <laughs> I'm at, right? I'm just giving you. If you invite a friend to church, maybe go get them and bring them in your car. Say, listen, get out of here. I'm going to go. You know, you, a lot of, when they're not Christian, the devil's on. Let's go. What are you doing here? What are you crazy going here? You agree to this stuff? Well, I can't believe it. What are you hanging on? You know, they're going to take pictures on Facebook. You're going to be, a, you, know, you know what? You know, all types of demons. Demon, get out of here. Run. You know? So we got, we got to try to eliminate people's, you know, the, the attacks of Satan on people's lives to get them from being here and coming here. Just parking would hinder some people. All right? So now in Brooklyn, we need any. Okay. So, 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 so don't stop at the first attempt. So verse 19 says, you know, when they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof. Oh, this is, this is, this is radical people. These are my kind of people. I've been on roofs before. They went, to, they went to the roof. I know how to get on the roof. What? I know people who lived on the roof for a couple of, My man Hector, I love you, Hector. I'm shouting my Facebook Live. Hector, I love you. You're looking good right now. But we've been on rooftops. Huh? They, they took it to the roof, Danny. What? They said, oh, we can't get them to the door. Listen, what does that mean? It, it means that they didn't let nothing stop them. They weren't discouraged. You can't just share the gospel. Here's the four spiritual laws. You know, he loves you. You got a plan for your life. No, and stop there. You got to keep on and 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 keep on. And I'm talking about, you got to do it smooth. You can't be like, you know, you're going to die. You're going to die. Nobody wants to hear that. Hell is not the gospel. The gospel is good news. Hell is not the gospel. All right? And so, so it's important that you're smooth with it, you know. We smile. I got friends, you know, I got friends. You know, I got all my close friends know the Lord. Most of them, let me say, most of them, most, most of them. Because I got some new close friends this last year, too. But, but I'm sure, I want them to know, I want, you know, even on the street. This is a commercial break. When, I, no, no, no. No, no, no. I want to I come back and preach here. So let's keep it nice. Let's keep it nice. All right. Um, when, let's... I, I, because even on the streets, drug addicts know how to share good stuff. All right, so I'm not, you know, we're not going to go there. All right? But you know, even, a, even drug addicts share what they think is good news with other drug addicts. All right? And only if you're a drug addict, you know what I'm talking about. All right? So, so but let's talk about people who like to eat. People like this, this, this sanctify that a little bit. All right? People who like to eat. I'll tell you, yo, I know where you get some good pizza if you come to New York. I know where to get Chinese food. There's a, I know where to get some good Chinese food. You know, or you like, you know, vegan. I know somebody who's vegan. Who, I, you know, people like, if you like to eat, if you care about something, you won't let them go eat in that crazy Spanish restaurant that got food there for day. So you'll go over here. Right? If you care, you know. So, all right. So anyway, they didn't let nothing stop them. Don't let nothing stop you. This is too big. Let me, the people I deal with, let me tell you, the people I deal with are, are more, mostly trauma has paralyzed them. The people I deal with. They dead, their fathers are drug addicts, their mothers were drug addicts, some death, some, you know, the, the, most of the people I, tra- trauma is keeping, is breaking them from getting, seeing Jesus. They don't understand how God can be so loving and so, and care about them, and this happened to them when they were just seven years old or eight years old. Or, they went to match the people I deal with. So I got to know that I'm dealing with somebody who has an emotional pain that's stopping them from hearing. And, and listen, if you don't know what's stopping somebody from hearing Jesus, all you got to shut up and listen. Too many Christians talk too much. 
They talk too much. So, so, so just l- listen to people. Listen. Listen. And the Holy Spirit will reveal to you the issues of their heart. How you can pray with them. How you can talk to them. How you, but if you're talking, 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 you're quoting 50 scriptures. They, they, they're not, there's a saying, I think John Maxwell, you heard from John Maxwell. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right? And so, 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 they didn't, so these guys in verse 9, they didn't nothing stop them. They couldn't get to the front. They didn't stop there. They go to the roof, the Bible says, verse 19. So they took him to the roof and lowered him. Now, you know, other translations they broke through the tiles, but they lowered him. Now, think about how embarrassing that might look. You know, even right now, we don't, if, if somebody tried to bring somebody to the front, and remember my sermon, the ushers might not even make it. They might not make it to the front. Right? That's how we're trained. You know, if somebody can, oh, my friend is Jesus. Hey, hey, he's preaching right now. Take him to the, I'm, that's how we're trained. Can you snap him? My friend needs Jesus right now. He's got HIV. He's got hepatitis C. He's joined He got his liver. He need, listen, we don't got time for a sermon. We need to pray. That'll be a problem for most churches. Listen, you're interrupting the order of service. <laughs> I'm just. So these guys are they're radical in their evangelism. They're right there. Listen, they're not trying to. They're not trying to follow rules, regulations, policy, guidelines, orders. They know one thing, and they, I wish you knew this. They know that Jesus can heal their friend. That they don't. They don't hope. They don't. Win. They know that they know that they know that Jesus is the answer to their friend's problem. And they don't let nothing stop them. Oh, they can't get to the front. Check it. We're going to the roof. We're gonna. We're gonna do some new construction on this building. And, and, and so what, what it means in contemporary times is that they're willing to do whatever it takes to bring their friends to Jesus. You know the principle there is perseverance. They didn't, they, they didn't stop. I got friends that, listen, I got a girl who I love dearly. I think she's celebrating 17 years or something like that, a long time. She took my, my Christian, 18-week Christian class three different times. 18 times three, I don't know what that is, but you can figure it out. All right? I went to jail in the seventh grade, so please excuse me. She went through three times my, my abundant life course and still not a Christian, have not accepted the Lord. But she's been, she been to more Bible study than most Christians. Hallelujah. All right? But, but I'm not giving up on her. I'm not stopping her. Oh, I didn't say three. We went through the, what's 18 times? That's 8, 16, 24. That's 34 times. She took 34 Bible study classes. Are you, four, I'm sorry? Look at that. 54. Hallelujah. 54 Bibles, that's even worse. 54 Bibles. And she still is not, I'm not going to say, well, she, 54, that's it. No. When I see her, I love on her. She said, well, a woman retreat in March. Woman's retreat. Go to woman's retreat in March. Hey, there's this event going on over there. I just keep on, keep on, keep on. Just keep, love it. We're, we got to be smooth with it. I evangelize like if I'm trying to get your money. Right? People don't know what they, I'm like, I'm saying, how you doing, Angel? What's going on? You're looking good. Yeah, how you doing? Angel, well, you're looking good, man. Angel, you got five dollars? Right? You, you remember those days? You remember those days? I don't remember. Yo, Papi, come on, die, yo, come on, yo. When you came home. Right? But I, I sanctified it. I don't want your money. Jesus wants your, wants your soul. Jesus wants you saved. I want, I want heaven full and, and hell empty. I want you to taste and see how good a relationship. Now, now let, I got to go in 10 minutes. So let's get to the healing process, right? So they don't stop. They do whatever it takes. They don't get discouraged. They don't deal with suffering. Oh, I'm being rejected. Stop focusing on you. It's not about you, right? So people, oh, I don't want to be bad. They're scared of be bad. What are you scared of? There's people dying out there because they don't know the good news of Jesus Christ. 
They're dying of overdoses every day. They're dying every day. And you know the truth. And you don't be the one that says, I'm, I'm afraid of rejection. Be rejected in the name of Jesus. The Bible says you're not being rejected. They're rejecting the gospel. It's for the gospel's sake. There's people that are clean that can't get it together and they're miserable and they're going from relationship to relationship and they're going from bottom to bottom and they can't get And, and listen, they need Jesus. They need, they need a relationship with Jesus. They need somebody who has a relationship with Jesus to go and, and, and model it, what it looks like. These friends are evangelized. It's powerful what these guys are doing. We need more Christians like that. So verse 9, when they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went on the roof and lowered him in, on his mat through the tiles in the middle of the crowd and right in front of Jesus. Now, that, I don't know about you, but that's some, that's some radical stuff. That's some radical stuff. Verse 20 says this. When Jesus saw whose faith? This is crazy in the Bible. This is a crazy, this is where, you know, the Baptists and the Reformers and the Pentecostals and the Lutherans. Look at this crazy scripture right here. When Jesus saw their faith, these are their faith. This is pretty radical. This is crazy here. This, this, has, this, has, this, has, this, is, this is a grenade, if you don't know what I'm talking about doctrinally. So, but when Jesus saw their faith, now I'm going to explain it to you. But when Jesus saw that, that Jesus knew that they, that they knew that he was the answer and they weren't going to stop. And he saw them and they, listen, it wasn't a faith that nobody could see. They demonstrated their faith in such a way that everybody saw it. Everybody. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm praying and fasting. and nobody. No, everybody saw the, the demonstration of their faith. Everybody, this is an action principle. Faith without works is dead. Don't say you love them and you let them go to hell. Don't say you love them and you're embarrassed of your own ego and image so you want to share the gospel with them. Reevaluate your love for your friends who, are, who don't know Jesus. You know, so, so when Jesus saw that, so their faith, their faith, and now check out what he says. Why did they, think about it, why did they bring their friends to Jesus? He wanted heal, physical healing, right? What does Jesus address? Friends, your sins are forgiven. Jesus doesn't address the physical. Oh, man, there's money here. Jesus, too many people are lost in the physical realm. I, I'm, in, I'm in the recovery process, right? And we got a new book, and, and the book says that, that you have a, a, a spiritual problem. It's called a spiritual crisis. And it looks like a relationship problem and a money problem and a business problem. But really, it's a spiritual crisis. It's spiritual in nature. And Jesus, right here, Jesus, listen, they bring their, their para, physically paralyzed friend to the Lord. And he says, friend, your sins are forgiven. He goes straight to the exact nature. He goes straight to the root. He goes straight to the cause and condition. He says, listen, your sin, I want to address your spiritual condition. Because if we address your spiritual condition, your physical, your mental, your emotional, your financial, your, your all, depending on your spiritual condition will determine, I don't care what you quote, I don't care what you do yoga, I don't care if you come to this, nothing you do, if you have a real relationship with the Lord that's, trans, that's, that's, that's transforming you, that's healing you, that's renewing you, that's, that, that's filling you, Everything else is going to be affected. Yes. Your mental, I'm not on medication no more, and I'm not telling nobody to get off medication. No, that's not what I said. I had to testify that I'm no longer on medication. My psychiatrist and my social, you know, I, I've been, I, I've been, I got to the place where the Holy Spirit has freed me and set me free, and, and though I don't have as many, ep, as many episodes as I used to have. As, as many, all right? As many, as many. I, I got to go. I, t- I almost had an episode in the car the other day. The devil tried to play me. Well, I can't talk about it right now, but it's a good story. All right? 
it's a dangerous story. But I, I've been, I've been, I've been emotionally a relationship with Jesus. He forgave my sins, my shame, and my guilt from my past that kept me hostage. I've done some things. I've been a part of some things. Some things have been done to me. Shame and guilt. Jesus cleansed me of that. And when he cleanses you of that, it doesn't affect your psyche so much. He starts to fill your soul with his spirit and his power, his love, his grace, his forgiveness, his mercy, and shame and depression and guilt begin to go as he fills you. And there's healing, and, and you don't think like killing yourself no more. And you don't want to kill white people no more or black people no more. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, let me testify. I come from a, I come from a place. Uh, I come from down. He scraped the bottom of the barrel for me. Now, all you Puerto Ricans too, with day. I was going to get a gun in Puerto Rican day parade too. Don't worry. Puerto Ricans weren't safe. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Right? And so, so he says, listen, your sins are forgiven. He's going, you, I don't, a lot of, you might be here, and this happens to most people. They come because they got some problem, from marriage problem, some children problem, my son's on drugs, my money is funny, my change is strange, whatever it is. They got some, some physical issue that's not going good. And, and if you, the devil would love for you to focus on the physical and never get to the spiritual. Jesus gets, I, this is money. This is, listen, I know you, you picked the wrong boys or the wrong girls. or, or your, your, your problem is spiritual. There's an emptiness that only Jesus can fill. Only Je- not God, only Jesus can fill. Because now there's only Jesus. Jesus. The living God. The, the God of the Bible. The King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. The Son of Man. The Lion and Judah. Oh, the Prince of Peace. Only Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? So he says, and, and listen, I could do a sermon on friend. He called him friend. Friend. You know what it is to be a friend of God? Friend. So he says, your sins are forgiven. Give me verse 21, please. I got a couple of minutes left here. Verse 21 says, the haters... The haters of the Lord, the haters began thinking to themselves, right? The Pharisees and the teachers of the Lord began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Now check it out. Only God can forgive sins. They, they know it. They're st- only God can forgive sins. So they, they're setting themselves up for, in, a, in a minute. All right? Only God. So, you know, people say, oh, I, and, and it's okay if you have that issue. Some people say, you know, I, I believe in God, but I don't know about this Jesus thing. I don't know about Jesus and God. Well, I didn't know neither. The Trinity is, is you got to come to Bible studies. You got the Holy Spirit begin to minister to you. You got to know Christ. You can't know the things of God unless you are connected with God. But, you know, so give us some time. But a lot of people have the, who is this Jesus? What is God? What is this Spirit? There's no Holy Trinity in the Bible. You don't see that word. Well, keep coming back. We'll teach you. There's Christian education here. We'll teach you. So who can forgive sins but God alone? 22. Jesus says, Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked. Now Jesus knew what they're thinking. Goes to, what, Jesus knew what they were thinking. Uh, Jesus knew what they were thinking. I know some of you think you know what other people are thinking. But many times you're very wrong. Uh, I know, you know, it's not. No, Jesus knew, not Jesus. Jesus knew what they were thinking. Omni-what? Omni-what? Omniscient. He knows all things. He knows all things. He's showing, you know, he's, showing little, he's showing a little deity right here. He's flexing. All right? He got this tattoo in Rikers Island right there. All right? So, so Jesus, knew, Jesus knew what they were thinking. He asked, why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Thinking these things in your hearts. Now, oh, man. 
Jesus, you know, some Christians are crazy. They're so immature, they don't know. Not here, in other places. All right? They say, oh, God knows my heart. God knows, I, I haven't stopped doing that, but God knows my heart. If, God, if you know God knows your heart, then you should be a little bit more humble and say that a little bit more different. If you know that God knows your heart. You're not acting like God knows your heart. Some people, like the devil gave you a Bible says to excuse your sin. Oh, God knows my heart. There's no right way to do the wrong thing. Right? God knows, if, God, if you know that God knows your heart, then I would do something about that. I would spend time in the word. I would spend time with more mature Christians. I would spend time listening to good biblical worship music. I would spend some time in the presence of God so that God he can change my heart. Because I know that he knows my heart. And from the heart, all types of issues come from. From my heart. So that's just for free. Okay. Why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? What does this mean? It's easier to say, your sins are forgiven. Is he? Why? Because there's, there's no tangible evidence if that's true or not. Right? It's easy. If I say, okay, you know, your sins are forgiven. You say, okay, it's cool. My, oh, my sins are forgiven. But he's still in the chair. He's still laying down on the mat. So it's harder, it's harder to say, my sins are forgiven. Ch- check it out. It's very powerful because there's no, he's, 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 he wants everybody to know, listen, I, I just forgave him his sins. Oh, but he's still in the mat. He's still, what do you mean? It's easy to say. It's like people, hey, have you read the Bible? No, but I'm praying. Oh, you're praying good. Hey, have you stopped eating 15,000 calories a month? No, but I'm praying. Hey, did you stop that behavior that you know you, you know, you're hurting? No, but I'm, it's easy to hide behind spirituality. Right? So he goes this. He says, yes, your sins are forgiven? Oh, say get up and walk. Verse 23. But I want you to know. But I want you, I want everybody to know that the Son of Man, which is a biblical term, I guess, you know, is a, is a, he's God. I want you that the Son of Man, that Jesus Christ, me being deity, you said only God can forgive sins. You're right. The Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive. I want you to know, you said only God can forgive sins. I want you that I have authority to forgive sins. So if it's only God, then you're looking at God. You, want to, you, you see the, the, the correlation. Says I have I have authority to forgive. So he said to pray. So now let me just let me just let me just checkmate this whole situation. I tell you, get up, take up your mat, and go home. So Jesus said, not, not only do I have the power, the authority to forgive sins, I got the power to heal. And that's good news for if you're here. If you suffer from mental illness, if you suffer from depression, if you suffer from anxiety, if you might have some stuff from your past that's still attached to you still spiritually. Jesus has the authority to heal. He has authority to forgive sins. Go to the next verse, 25. Immediately. Somebody say immediately. Immediately. Man, immediately. You can do a sermon on that too. There's so many people, God is saying, listen, I got a plan for your life. I need you to do this. Or read the Bible. Or spend time with God. Or do it. And people, oh, I need, five, I need to, I need to, you know, they need to, I need to meditate about that. Listen, the guy said, when Jesus spoke to him, immediately he stood up. What is that immediately? That's obedience. That's obedience. So many people got stories and they, and they got excuses. And they got, you're not being obedient. So you're not experiencing the power of God in your life. You're not, you're not responding to God and obedience. He, he's given this man, I, I, in the spiritual realm, he's given this man the spiritual power, the physical healing. He, he, he's giving it to him right there. But, the, but too many people don't respond. They let their doubts rob them of God's power, of God's authority, of God's healing. He's, immediately, he responded. 
And because he, look at, he, he, now he responded. His heart said yes. His mind said yes. He got up. He could never get up before. He responded to Jesus' words. Immediately. He got up, stood up in the front of them, took what he had been lying on. That's another part. He took, what's, what have you been lying on? Why, why, look, you can take it up. In the name of Jesus Christ and the authority, depression, bipolar, manic depression, you know, uh, schizophrenia. I'm talking about experience. Schizophrenia, drug addiction, alcohol, you know, uh, womanizing, you know, lust. That in the name of Jesus, you can take it up and you don't got lying it no more. You can, instead of lying on that thing, you can stand on God's word. Uh, I don't know if you see this here. And you've been lying because of lies. Hallelujah. So everyone who has... So the guy took what he had been lying and went home doing what? Praising God. Ah, man, praising God. Praising God, not the pastor. Not the church. Not the psychiatrist. Not the therapist. Not the vessel that God used, but the one who sent the vessel. Too many times people get caught up in the messenger and they forgot who sent the messenger. The gift is not the, is the gift giver. It's the one who made a way for you. The one who sent that one, who sent that one, who sent that one, who got you to, you know, who loved you. I talked about this in the Bronx. God puts a love in Pastor Gus's heart. God sends Pastor Gus. Honor and have reverence for Pastor Gus. But don't get stuck on Pastor Gus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. So, so now this man, immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home. Now I want to say this real quick. We, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's still in the miracle-making business. He still can heal people physically. He still can heal people mentally. He, I don't care what the doctor said. I'm telling you. Now, if you, you got the problem, and James says, the man who doubts can have nothing from God. Listen, God is in the healing business. I'm Baptocostal. I'm, I come from a reform, reform edge. I'm just charismatic in how I do it, right? But I'm conservative in my doctrine. It's important to understand that, the, that in, the, in the doctrine, you'll find the power of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, the healing of the Holy Spirit, the deliverance of the Holy Spirit, the salvation, the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. And you need to know, don't let, no, don't, don't let the devil lie to you. He still can heal. You might know somebody that needs a healing. You might know somebody. Now, he heals who he wants. It's not up to me or you. But he still heals. And too many people walk around ill and messed up and paralyzed in a different way in their lives. And they don't say he heals. So everyone was amazed. What happened? I've been, I've been set free. I'm not, I'm, you know, I've been set free. Right? I, I, I've been set free. I, I'm, I'm not living with the things. I'm not lying on those things I used to lie on. I've been set free. I'm clean. I, you know, I did some step work. I got into the scriptures. I got into discipleship. I got into mentorship. I'm in the sanctification process. I'm focusing on Jesus. And I've been, I've been freer and freer and freer and freer. He's been taking me from glory to glory to glory. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm an ordinary dude. I'm as ordinary as they come. Ordinary. I'm still, you know, I gotta, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, on the next CD in Omaha, I'll talk about that episode I almost had. And it was, well, I'm a normal guy. But because I've, I'm, I'm in a relationship with Jesus, not because of what I do. I'm in a relationship with Jesus. Now, check it out. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to Everyone was, when they saw the miracle in that man's life, when they saw the power of God, everyone was amazed. You know what happens with some Christians? 
People don't see the power of God in their lives. They just like the world. They talk like the world. They, and look, and I'm, a, I'm very liberal when it comes to, but what, the things that come out of their mouth are no different than the atheists in the office with them. They're, really, they're good Christians until, until trouble comes, and they become Christian atheists, right? And so, you get that later, it's okay. So, so, but, when, but when you're walking around with the power of God, and when you walk out in relationship with God and the freedom that, that Christ brings, people end up being amazed. And you know what they do? They give God, they praise God. And they, so they were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. That we're going to go home in a minute. I want, I want you to know this. They cared enough to bring their friends to Jesus. They didn't let obstacles hinder them. They persevered. They cared and not just prayed, but they brought their friends. You could bring the worship team up. All right? They, they, they cared enough to bring their the action, action. I don't know where you're at. I don't know who you need to be ministering to. I don't know who God wants you to bring in. You know, you ever carry somebody? You ever carry something for so long? You know, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. Sometimes it gets rough carrying some people. You know, sometimes they want to I don't want to go. You know? You got to continue in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You got to continue to minister and love and let your friends know that Jesus is alive and well and he would love to have a relationship with them. A lot of people are suffering with mental illness today. A lot of people are suffering from emotional trauma from the past. They're going to therapy for years and they're not experiencing healing. They're just getting insight. They need the healing that Jesus brings. Only Jesus brings it. So we're going to, we're going to close in a word of prayer. Um, I want to invite, if you don't know Jesus Christ, it's not that complicated, not that simple. You, your heart needs to respond. Raising the hand doesn't get you saved. Saying a prayer doesn't get you saved. It's, it's, it's your heart saying, yes, I want, I want to know you. Yes, I, I invite you. Take control. Sit on the throne of my heart. So many other things have sat on the throne of my heart. I invite you to sit on the throne. Guide me and take control. Reveal yourself. It's, it's the heart yielding to the invitation that Christ gives. By the power of the Holy Spirit. So bow your heads with me. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, we come before you this, this afternoon, God. This morning. And we ask you that you would move in a very powerful and real way in our hearts and in our minds, God. God, several things have been said. Holy Spirit, minister to your people. Help us to reevaluate our relationship with you. Are we growing in the power? Are we growing in relationship or experiencing healing and transformation, like your word says. And if not, help us to evaluate, God. Help us to tweak our relationship, to, to make uh, decisions to do things and not to do things that will help us experience more intimacy with you, God. God, if there's someone here that doesn't know you, God, for whatever reason, I pray that today would be the day that they would surrender their lives to you, Lord. That they would taste and see how awesome you are. And God, I pray for the Christians who are, who are doing well, they're pursuing you, they're growing. God, I pray that you would open their eyes to see the men and women who they're passing by and spending time with who are hurting, who need you. God, I pray a burden from heaven would impregnate the men and women here. Like the same burden these four men had for their friend. Holy Spirit, do what no preacher can do, what no church can do. Minister to our hearts, God. 